We don't have to compromise. We're not the Democrats. We don't have to give them something after we've won. Okay. Wesley was reaching across the aisle. He was Wesley, the Joe Biden he's, of our fantasy. It was bullshit. <laughs> he actually. Well, he's like, is, okay, here, here's the deal. Um, listen, white players are actually worth more than African Americans, and no, I think the African American players, players are worth at least three fifths. No, poor, poor players are just as good as black players. <laughs> oh my God! Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. How did draft go? Uh, how did it go, fellas? Because I, you know, I host, so I don't uh, always hope everyone has a. Well, I made the proposition that we. Oh, this was good. Lower the punter's value because, at you realize that the punters every time they would right. get it in the twenty, that yeah. was seven points, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Across the board. Across yeah, the right. board, mm-hmm. seven points is equal to a, a touchdown yeah, for, for any else. other player. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I thought that was a little credulous, and so yeah. See, I, lo- I lobbied. Yes, Josh made the mistake of asking for the compromise first because he asked. <laughs> Never we should, we should we should lower it, right? But Josh, re- well, what Josh really wanted, he buried the lead. What he really wanted is that we got rid of punters from our league altogether. That's what he said. He said, if I had my way, punters wouldn't be in the league. And I was like, see, that's what you should have started with. Your proposal should have been, no punters at all. Then we can work our way to the compromise, which is we lower it to five points or whatever, right? Well, I thought, you know, I'm talking to a room full of rational, logical I mean, people. No. But then I should remember, <laughs> oh, rational, logical people wouldn't have added punters to the league in the first place. That's your first um, mistake. But no, draft night was great. I had a lot of fun. So uh, put a lot of ciders away. It was good. The the draft night was essentially a room full of drills where it's like, go ahead, keep screaming, shut the fuck up. It'll just make me more powerful. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would get angry at Jessica because she would pick basically every player I was looking yeah. at. Lots of, lots of sniping going on oh, yeah. uh, from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite moment of the night, though, was when, going back to the punters thing, when basically we voted down Josh's shit. Yeah. And then Wesley, you know, our commissioner goes, well, I guess we could we could still lower it. I'm like, no, why? We won. And they we- lowered it by one by one point. So no, it we haven't, like- actually. We decided after you left that we're not going to change it at all. I, I Wait, are you being for real? Yeah, I talked to him. I was like, dude, we we passed. Um, but yeah, we'll get into all the fantasy, NFL, NCAA football talk. Let's get into a, a, a somber moment for the pod. Uh, yeah. The passing Press of F. our dear brethren, David Koch. Yeah. Just uh, pay respects in the chat, boys. Yeah. Listen, you know, to a legend, rip to a legend. Yeah, exactly. You know, he made the world a better place by being in it. And, uh, you know, we're all really sad. I think, honestly, like as much as we're feeling right now, if you were to combine all of our sad feelings, it wouldn't even be half what Ben Shapiro is feeling right yeah. now. Uh, to quote, Can he be alone right now? I don't think he should, should we be. Should be checking up on no, him? No, I think we need to call, call somebody. Uh, to quote rapper J. Cole, the real one's been dying. The fake one's been lit. And so I think that really sums up David Koch's legacy uh, in a one word, one sentence thing. So yeah. that's 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 one less death than that, that I would have liked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know that uh, Wyatt Koch, which I think is one of their sons, yeah, has their sons. a T-shirt company? He like designs his own T-shirts. Wyatt Koch is, is cut from the same cloth as like... Um, 
looks like Hunter Biden. Like he's just a total legend, like <laughs> just living it up, like with all this, like, like being richer than God and just doing shit like that. Like having like, I've seen the clothing he designs and it's not from like a healthy mind, but you <laughs> no. go, he's got the like, you know, you know, go off King. Like you do you. Yeah. It's like when people, when, when you, when they say, Oh, look at them, they're self-made men or whatever. Like he built that t-shirt company yeah. from the ground up. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> really? <laughs> he works harder than anybody in the factory. Does. Unpopular opinion, but Wyatt Coke works harder than any Popeye's worker. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure I saw that take on Twitter, which was a CEO works harder than anybody. Which is funny. <laughs> we should start yeah. branding. Yeah. We should start branding the rich working class because they work just as hard as whatever. Yeah. It's like might as well because words don't mean anything anymore. <laughs> so we might as well like, working since we're boiling everything to your identity now. Working class is a is a new category <laughs> you put on your job resume it's like what are you oh i'm working class and I'm like hmm interesting <laughs> so um do you guys think that people such as the well the coke family but the people responsible for the destruction of our earth are ever going to be held responsible like no. bolsonaro or literally anybody no they're not going to be held responsible because like we just know that they secretly run the government now. So like, not even secretly it's out in the open. Oh yeah. There's no secrets. Like it's not even like, there's no shame. Yeah. It's, it's that their cabal of weird fucking satanic pedophiles are like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to start killing people. I mean, it's going to go the way that most sort of things we all agree are bad now go where some, if we survive, we make it right. You know, 40 years from now, Basically, everybody, even the ones who are in cahoots, like who were like descended from them and the ones who could have done something but didn't. And we'll basically all be like, well, yeah, we knew they were bad. And, yeah. You know, we, we all agree now that they're bad. So, um, you know, you shouldn't maybe look too closely to what I was doing or who I had dealings with, please. Hey, everybody. Um, it's friend of the potty on Musk. I'm yeah. here with uh, cat girls. Isn't that cool? Yep. How about a thousand dollars a month? Isn't that right, <laughs> other friend of the pod, Andrew Yang? Must is going to be saying this from like his bunker underneath the Earth's surface, like, <laughs> in Greenland. They're going to finally buy fucking Greenland. <laughs> oh, no. But don't worry, technology will save us, uh, or we'll go to Mars, and it'll be fine. We'll, be fine. we'll all have Teslas, you know. <laughs> we'll be fine. A thousand dollars a month and a Tesla at every home. Yeah, that's Andrew Yang's uh, the American dream. One platform. Um, so actually, what's going to happen is Elon Musk is going to be like, guys, it's cool. Listen, I give you a cat. I'll pay you in cat girls as long as I can shoot you into outer space in a Tesla. <laughs> We just don't to, know where you'll be going, but we just, <laughs> <laughs> we're testing these things out. These things take time. Elon so. Musk and, and like the Koch brothers and them are just Lord Farquaad. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice that <laughs> I'm, I'm willing, willing to make. make. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of people who like, run the world and Greenland. <laughs> so my, my, my favorite take on that, <laughs> just if we can pivot real quick to Greenland, you know, the whole, you know, let's buy Greenland shit. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised no one's thought of this already. Well, see, the thing is that, like, I listened. So Chapo talked a little bit about this. And apparently it originated in, like, the weird libertarian circles of, like, the Republican Party. (laughs) They just were like, fucking Greenland, guys. 
let's buy it. And then somehow this like wormed its way up to Trump. And because Trump just sort of repeats whatever he heard last, he just goes out there and goes, listen, folks, we've been talking about Greenland. We're going to buy Greenland. I've heard that the Inuit people, they have uh, their, their shamans control this terrible monster. You should watch the documentary, The Terror. Uh, <laughs> terrible things, folks. It murdered lots of sailors. We're going to, we're going to buy it. We're going to take it and we're going to use it. Right. Um, uh, Fuck. Uh, that, I was trying to think of what my favorite take on it was. Oh, the guy was like, um, put an op-ed where he's like, uh, you know, listen, as it warms and melts and shit, it's going to reveal all these resources. And it's going to do <laughs> shipping lanes. I'm like, what resources? <laughs> there's not oil there. Like, there's literally only the monster from the terror that the Inuit control, apparently. That's only the only resources we, we that are there. So I guess that's what they want. They Well, no, they wanted... Um, because Trump was talking about this, they want Greenland because it's a strategic uh, vantage point against both China and Russia, is what they were saying. Because China, China and Russia are trying to like build airports and stuff in Greenland, and this is according to this one random article yes. I read. And so what's happening is like someone told Trump, like, "Hey, listen, China's like interested in Greenland," and so <laughs> automatically he's like, "Listen." I want to buy Greenland outright. And they're like, we're a sovereign nation. He's like, name your price. Everyone's got a price. We also have military bases there. So it doesn't really, we're already, we're already there. But we can't like, exploit them as much as we want right. to. We can't we make it the 51st more. state. I would love if the 51st state was Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> and not Puerto Rico. Like, no. <laughs> just Puerto Rico about Puerto will Rico. never be a state, but Greenland, we'll get, we'll buy Greenland, make it a state immediately. Oh my God! Um, another favorite person in the news, Jeffrey Epstein. Let's uh, let's talk about the Epster. Press uh, again. Press F in the chat, boys. Him and Coke were uh, like he's fr- he was friends with the Coke brothers. Of course, wasn't he? not surprising. Well, I, I, at all. I mean, I know I, that like sounds. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't need to be they, asked. But. They both had. They both had. They both had really. Uh, they had. They had a lot of stake in you know, transportation or when I say transportation, I mean cars and the, uh, the automobile industry and oil. So things that hindered or affected the profit they received from those companies and those industries, they like shut down like public transportation. Like they didn't want yeah. people, they didn't want people getting around, you know, without cars because they wanted, they wanted people to buy cars, you know, fuck the, fuck the poor and their, and their buses. They, they should buy yeah. a fucking car. And so, yeah. Epstein and Cokes were really heavily involved in, uh, you know, uh, oppressing you know public transportation and the working class because of that. Because I know Marta had an issue like that. Marta, just recently in Atlanta, there was this big where Marta had to shut down because, essentially, I mean, not, uh, people weren't using it enough, you know, and because it wasn't getting funded. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it not getting funded. Really it, it's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go to literally any other, well, not literally, but most other large cities, even in the US, but especially Europe, they have amazing transportation yeah. systems. Yeah. And it's like to, to have a healthy populace, you want people who can't afford cars to be able to get to work so one day they can buy cars. It's like everybody lives in the short term right now and yeah. doesn't think about oh if we help everybody everybody's gonna have a better life like the all boats yeah. kind of mentality we, but you see josh here's the problem with that okay you go on a train right you're just some schmuck sitting next yeah. to some other schmuck right you get in your car you're the captain of your ship you can adjust your air conditioning you can 
sit in traffic and stare at another bumper and then grow increasingly <laughs> angry <laughs> because the traffic's not moving. You can listen to your music, which is just the Eagles or Campdown races. Like you can do whatever you want. My You're- proposition to get to get Marta fixed and to get Atlanta a real infrastructure is just make every like leader and every billionaire drive on 285 during rush hour yeah. with go. no AC and yeah. they'll want to kill themselves and they'll petition go. we gotta riot. put trains in now immediately yeah we need it now yeah. listen guys I have this great idea hey yeah, Elon, Musk, friend yeah. of the pod Elon Musk again listen I have this great idea how about we introduce underground railroads for the rich people <laughs> no his his idea was like just have like a tunnel yeah. that a single car would go in and you can go like box speed and just beat traffic and it's like what if, what if we put in literally, the train? no what if literally one car breaks down in this tunnel it's fucked you fuck the entire thing <laughs> do, do these people not think past just oh we'll just build one extremely long tunnel that fits one car at a time and it's also like a sarcophagus. I watched a car go through it. I'm like, this is so claustrophobic. Like, I, yeah, you will die down here. It's yeah. basically the descent, but in cars. So you guys are saying that like um, both like Coke and Epstein, right? Like they're, uh, you know, they don't want public transportation because they want people to buy like shitty fucking cars. And I'm tired of fucking driving a fucking car. I want public transportation. God damn it. Yeah. Um, Move and, to New York. And, yeah, exactly. And uh yeah, I, I just imagine like when you when you said, you know, um, both like rip to the masters, both Jeff and David Coke. Honestly, they probably like there's probably going to be like a, a 14 foot tall guy seen at every public transportation, like fucking with the wires. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, my name is Jeff Jeffrey Coke man. <laughs> Cokestein. Yes. Yeah, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey David Coke. Stein. Coke steam, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sunglasses and shit. Like in a trench coat? Yeah. So they're not dead. They're just going yeah, around the country yeah. sabotaging. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to you know, try to figure out more ways to shut down, you know, public transportation. Yeah, they're probably in hell. They're both probably they're in, hell. in hell. Yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out how to fuck over poor people yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, but with both their deaths, you know, it continued my favorite tradition, which is just to to maybe you know, speculate on how they really died, right? Because, like, the, the, you know, the official story, right, Epstein hung himself and then broke all the bones in his spine because that's what happens when you hang yourself, mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> um, and then David Koch died of, like, prostate cancer, yeah. which he just had for, like, 20 years, yeah. uh, which is so unfair. Like, fuck. Like, uh, just, you know, all the money he gets and he bought, he, he literally just bought himself like 20 years worth of life with prostate cancer. Like, <laughs> That's more than I can at least most people can say. be happy that he probably was very uncomfortable for a lot of that. Uh, but I like to think they both just died trying to suck their own dick because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a noble way to go. It's probably the most noble way to go. Well, I that's think. how Dan Crenshaw lost his eye. I've, I've been yeah. told. So, so that's it. So he missed. Yeah, he definitely missed. Um, <laughs> I guess we could pivot to that, yeah, to the Crenshaw stuff, or just a, a little aside on. Yeah, we're just doing a quick flash of like all yeah. these legends. We've been gone for two weeks, folks. And, we got, and yeah, we got, we got, we got the entire to, yeah. war room right. in here. We got Austin, we got Cole, we got Josh yeah, on the yeah. ones and twos. Well, I don't even know if that was if that was even stated when before we started. No, it wasn't. It's no, it was, sort of, the, the, by now, the one person listening to our pod probably yeah. knows our voices. <laughs> it's like, what the? Who the fuck's this other guy? What, what did I miss? They're different. I don't like this new pod. Actually, we all sound the exact same. 
<laughs> I actually got that when I was playing a, a game online and with my uh, friend, other friend Matt. And there, one guy was like, "You guys sound just alike. I get you're the same person." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, we're both white, you know." And then he called you the N word aggressively. <laughs> Actually, yes. He's like, "You suck." Well, <laughs> well, yeah, he's like play like he's online for more than five minutes. So yes, the N word was thrown around. I hadn't heard the N words uh, online since like. 2011 Black Ops. Really? But uh, (laughs) the N word was said. The guy I was. (laughs) I saw the N word literally two minutes ago on Twitter where uh, it was um, that weird headline where it's like the Joker movie got a hard R rating. (laughs) (laughs) The guy in in this this, black guy coach tweeted and said, (laughs) They call me crazy, but I say they're all the. Uh, since we're all giving our our ratings since we're giving all of our like inward stories I feel like maybe we should introduce like David Attenborough like it's a documentary isn't here the inward in the wild (laughs) cuts through the air like a knife to the butter where were you when you heard the inward I swear I was like clutching her pearls like biting her fish she's like I swear I was just playing Modern Warfare 2 the other day and some 12 year old called me boob <laughs> oh, oh god we could we could do the Fredo stuff right because I don't think you guys talk about that oh no we hadn't talked well, about that well, you uh, actually can't say that I'm going to have to I, go I, back I, and I, 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 boop yeah boop. <laughs> um, like which Cuomo was it it was the CNN Cuomo the, is it Chris Chris yeah, yeah. the non-governor one right who was just basically being harassed by like a like a project Veritas like the the, 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 the James O'Keefe type guy was basically just giving him shit and then uh, apparently he called Chris Cuomo Fredo and then Chris Cuomo decided to be like actually you know what Fredo is like the n-word to Italian. he's like yo yo what what is up that's the n-word to us that is the n-word to us which is like very normal take <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely so here's here's uh one, the inward to Italians is, uh, I've, I've heard this recently from Italian friends, it's spaghetti inward. It's just like, so the in- <laughs> literally the inward, if you, if you like, just say add, the, just add something with the Well, you've got sand inward, you've got tree inward, you've got pineapple, jungle Pineapple inward for Hawaiians yeah, is a thing. So, right. But what I said, and it was it's the only correct take so far on Twitter.com, <laughs> is... Um, the N-word to Italians is literally every single word in the English language because they all take, like, every word that you speak to an Italian, if it's a perceived slight to Italians by Italian-Americans, take it that way. they're like, hey, what are you talking about? All hey. Hey, listen, yeah, they're like, hey, it's the N-word to us. And it's just like, well, that, I just said... That accent is the N-word, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah we're like, also going to have to bleep out everything that just I was going to say, yeah, it's going to be... Um, <laughs> what, what, what's funny is that, like, like... I think there is an equivalent, right? Well, not equivalent, right? Because you can say, like, we're saying Fredo. We're not saying the N-word right yeah. now. Um, but I think... You're not saying the like, 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 Guinea, right? Or Boob, I'm sorry. But I think <laughs> Guinea is supposed to be, like... Because, like, they call it Sicilians that. And apparently Sicilians were, like, the black people of Italy for a long well, time. Makes sense. Well, it's like, uh, it's, it's Guinea, Dago, and Wop. That's what yeah. I've always heard. Like the, not the not Fredo. Fredo is not in there. Yeah. I've um, never heard of Fredo. I've never heard that. Well, see, well, see, the thing is, is that 
he's being harassed by this like dickhead like right wing type and it's like he's right to be like annoyed by this guy because this guy's in bad faith and is just trying to like ruin his day or whatever but it's like like bro like you don't come at him with like what you just said that is the n-word to me uh, as an <laughs> italian american who doesn't speak italian and has no probably any ties to italian culture anymore that's the it's like we're saying like again we're saying fredo we're saying fredo out loud we're not saying the n-word at all yeah there's definitely a different classification of those words uh you don't need to like jump to that level because nothing really comes close to that there's not like yeah. a racial history of people like yelling fredo in public and like oppressing yeah. italians like italians haven't been oppressed i want to say in a very long time so well, like, it's it, just you're just trying to to it, take up real estate they just, they just want to be so bad. Yeah, the yeah, oppression the, Olympics. Well, the 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 Italians are much like the Irish, right? Like it, it was like kind of you know we pe- like they pass for white, right? So it's mm-hmm. like you know uh, a lot of uh, a lot of hatred was when you know people started mass immigrating to America, and then when they kind of integrated into American society, like if you were to like point to an Italian person and a German person, like in America of descent, I, I wouldn't. I, probably couldn't tell you the difference honestly because yeah. they, they one they pass for well they are white they pass for white but two like they're considered like even though like by some circles they're considered dirty white just kind of like irish people right yeah for some reason they're just like oh, okay you're not you don't you only fit the w in wasp but you still fit the w right well like, the, yeah. the big thing is like the concept of whiteness as a relatively new yeah. thing yeah like people and, thought like racially like the idea like like the ideas of race were way different like 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 for, it had more to do with like ethnic nationality yeah, like for like irish and like english people it's like the the noble anglo-saxon versus the savage like celt right or yeah. gaul or uh or gaelic person and right? now like, like the lines are so blurred we just have yeah, like it's way large different. umbrellas of like racial identity but you said you couldn't tell them apart until they spoke and the german guy's like hey what's up and the italian guy's like hey my name's tony macaroni <laughs> my, name, <laughs> hey, my, my name's tony fredo macaroni yeah, what's going on my yeah. makes the best sauce you don't even know yeah, like, listen like, to yeah. the gravy <laughs> listen to the gravy listen to it sing to you papa the bee <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, God, Italians are fucking animals, though. Seriously, like <laughs> that guy is like that guy is so lucky that Chris Cuomo was wasn't like what the fuck did you just call me like punch yeah, him and, and just shit, like beat him to death. Yeah. <laughs> See, we like, listen. We've seen this at least part of the Sopranos, yeah. right? We've seen this. The Godfather. There yeah. are animals. Like, they're yeah. just they're just so angry at everything. Should, should we pivot to, should Italians have rights? Should we talk about that? We should really rethink that. Italian Americans have rights. They're a protected class, I think. Yeah, exactly. You go to New Jersey, they're definitely a protected class up there. They're band together with the mafia. <laughs> um, so there's something that's been bothering me for the past week, and it's uh, well, it, school's back in session. And, for, for you guys, yes. Uh, I have two in-person classes, two online classes. And my first in-person class was amazing, and it was great. My second one... Uh, you know, there's the boomer meme, but I've never seen one uh, in real life. Oh, fuck. I have good. T- I, I have, I I have some somebody. quotes. I have some quotes of this boomer awesome. professor. Um, so he hates millennials. He thinks they're the scum of the earth. Of course. He, he's very weird because he acknowledges that our generation is going to face like things that have never other generations just have never had to His deal with and th- that he's but caused he yes. like thinks that we're gonna fail because we're weak or something like that <laughs> of course but he, it, it gets worse than you that so 
But this is me uh, texting my friend who also was in that class. He, he skipped it because he knew what was coming. Uh, professor just said he doesn't invest in stocks because they go up and down. Um, he said yeah. he, inst- he, invests, he invests in other forms of investments. Like and he wasn't going to tell us. Like the Iraqi dinar? Yeah. Yes, pretty much. He funded, he funded all that. Um, he said this is possibly one of his hottest takes. He said that um, our generation is awful because like we're going to have to have nine or 10 jobs like in our career. We're not just going to stay with one company for okay. our entire lives. <laughs> That's all our fault. And his solution, here's okay. his solution. Let's hear it. He said that uh, the solution to that is to start a small business because there's oh, nothing more stable brilliant. than a small than business. a small business. In a rural in a rural area too, because we're in a rural area. Yes, so he nothing. said there's always room for one more, yes, and that course. small businesses always trump big businesses because they're more agile to the industry. Of course, yes. That's why whenever every small business person is like, I can't pay people more than seven bucks, or I'm going out of business. That's, that's so agile. I also that's had, why I order from Ma and Paul Prime. Like I got Ma and Paul Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to point out that it's actually incredibly difficult to start a small yes. business and succeed one because you're not going to have health care for like the first couple of years of your business mm-hmm. you're not going to be in the positive it's the big misses are going to crush you i'm like this is such bad thing. well because he's he's coming from the the mindset of in the 60s right you could start an ice cream parlor with five dollars and then within <laughs> a year you would be making the equivalent of six hundred thousand dollars yeah so that's what he's thinking. It's so easy. Just um, walk in. You tell the. You look that big government man, government man in the eye. And you say, "I'm doing my business, and you can't stop me." Here's five dollars. That's my virtually what he thinks. Yeah. And then uh, he said something a little more controversial, problematic. Uh, he's he, he was trying to be funny, and here's what he said. He said, "Of course, man. You like living in the South is great. You know, it's it's so cheap." He said, "It's so cheap that you have all this extra income to own slaves. I mean servants." What the fuck? Yeah, he said that in class, and no one batted an eye because no one was paying attention to what he was saying at this point. I think he was just trying to get people to listen. No, he he was. He said, and I quote, Your generation just likes to sit on your ass and push a button. That was a thing. He referenced Skynet. (laughs) <laughs> and then he said that he doesn't like professors who teach online classes because one day they're going to get rid of professors altogether and that you don't do any work as an online professor. Oof. Those were his big takes from that was one day, <laughs> one day of class. He referenced Skynet. He, re- he did reference <laughs> Skynet because he was like, you know, that the, the, he's also incredibly fat, by the way. Um, he was like, he, <laughs> so you gotta he's definitely got type two. You got to do, you gotta do <laughs> the fat boy type. So here's the thing. So this, okay, I just got really pissed off for a second. So this guy went, your, your generation just sits on his ass. Well, he's fucking about to burst at the seams. <laughs> he's filled, the fattest professor I've ever had. Like, he can't with, walk. It's because he's he evil. Sits, it's because he's evil. He doesn't sit at the desk. <laughs> fat, fat people are evil. We he doesn't walk this. around while he lectures. He sits in one of our chairs because it's the only one that can fit him. Because <laughs> he's about to literally, literally, he's leaking bile and, just, <laughs> and grease. And, and his his like line he keeps coming back to is like, well, uh, you know, that sucks for gener- your generation. I'm going to retire soon. Of so course. I don't have to deal yeah. with anything. Yeah, not, you're gonna not, die. Not no, problem. dude, you're not gonna retire. You're gonna die. You're yeah. gonna keel over on the stairs, bro. For he God used sakes. to be like a political consultant, and I'm like, 
homie, what for who? politicians are you consulting? <laughs> if he is not GOP, I would be very shocked. So, he opened class by saying, uh, talking about Trump and yeah. saying that um, he, it, he was like, the economy. He's doing so much. He work. said Trump has stymied the failing of America. Like we're still failing, but at a lesser rate oh, because yeah, yeah, of yeah, him. Of course, like, yeah, yeah. So he won't say that we're doing great, but he won't say we're doing bad. He's like, you're like, Professor, what did you think of Obama's years? And he like clutches the table. He's like trying to get up, but he can't because he's so <laughs> mad. Yeah, he's like, starts sweating. He's like, you're telling me about that Kenyan Muslim? <laughs> he's like, I can't feel my left arm. Is someone making toast? Oh, I should, boy, I sure hope they are. <laughs> my friend, who I'm not going to name, said... For real, if that guy has a stroke, I'm not doing anything. I'm not resuscitation. DNR, code blue. I'm not doing resuscitation. I'm not giving that motherfucker CPR. Oh my God, someone call an ambulance. No, let's just wait it out. Let's just see. Okay, okay. Can I talk about my boomer yes, stories please. in grad school? I have one too, but go ahead. Okay, okay. Then, yeah, Austin, we'll get to you. Um, so, I, my first semester in grad school, I took a class on, it was like Eastern. Um, Philosophy. Oh, it's not an animated class. Okay, it was about like the the name of the class was like monks, courtesans, and warriors, or whatever, or something like that. It's just like something Eastern. Like, it, it, he he's he was Canadian, <laughs> but I think I don't know. He did. He wasn't. He wasn't your typical like weeb guy. It seemed like he like knew Chinese and all that. So he was like he's like an actual scholar of it. Um, but we just took a class on like Eastern perspectives and like different like philosophies and shit. And like we read about like courtesans and monks and warriors and all that shit. Um, and we had a guy in there named Jonathan who was the worst person I'd ever met in my entire life. How he old was, was Jonathan? Fifty. Well, let me tell you, he the guy looked about 60-something. I thought he was, like, retired or something. I would later find out that he was only, like, 52, but that came later. <laughs> so um, I had this class with them, and what I remember the most is that he would uh, chew gum extremely loudly, like he was, like, a horse eating like, or a cow chewing cud, and I hated him so much for that because I, I hate the sound of that. And he breathed exclusively through his mouth, so it was on top of that too. So it was just this this like gasping, chewing monster in the back of the class who would every yeah, every <laughs> chance he would get, he would pipe up to say the dumbest shit possible. And one class in particular, we were reading a story about um like the like the court life in China, right? And uh, it came down to like the one of the courtesans of like the emperor got disgraced, and or like she was like they accused her of like I don't know being a thought or something, and so she killed herself to protest this mark on her honor. That's right? how you do it. Go sis. Wow. Right, but like, and the point was. The way they view life and death and dishonor and all that shit are different from ours. And, like, to her, that was a very reasonable thing to do when faced with this mark on her reputation to just offer herself, right? And this fucking guy could not accept that that was what they did. He was like, no, she that she killed herself. That is illogical. She shouldn't have done that. It's illogical. Yeah, and we were like, no, like, dude, like, this is a different perspective. Like, it's, you know, you're coming out of a Western perspective. It's, it, that doesn't mean it's illogical. And he goes, no. See, in Japan, he was one of those guys. In Japan, in, night, in 1944, a Japanese admiral failed his mission and then killed himself. That makes sense. She doing her doing that does not make sense. It's a 
illogical. And he wouldn't let that shit go for the entire class. And I just grew angrier and oh, angrier. Man. At one point he started talking and I literally made a face at the, at the professor and, and he laughed and he was like, okay, Jonathan, that's enough. Right. But every class he had some shit to say. And then, um, Another like the two semesters later, I had him in a class for uh, uh, on war crimes, and he said some more dumb shit. And then he died. <laughs> wait, 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 what? what? Okay. <laughs> he he stopped showing up for class. It was like two weeks in a row, and our professor was like, "Is he went hard from Jonathan?" Like that's weird. He's, he never misses his class. What's up with him? And then we find out he just died. The Whoa, dude just died in his what? house, and he was fifty-two. And I'm like, that motherfucker looked way older than fifty-two, and he wasn't retired. He was just apparently just doing this as like a hobby to, in addition to his regular job. And he just fucking died. Man, yeah. so many legends dying among us. And I was like, holy shit. I don't feel anything because I hated this guy, but I also, fuck, that was really quick. I thought he, like, Did you point out that it was illogical for him, for to, him, die? To, die? For him to die? No, I didn't, but I, yeah. Oh, oh, oh God. I, uh, one last thing on him was we, we, in the genocide class, we read the book on, um, uh, I, uh, Eichmann, right? Eichmann in Jerusalem, the guy who gave his like the uh, where the, the the term banality of evil is coined yeah. from the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we read that, and we were talking about how Eichmann was like like a bitch and was like basically, like, you know, I joined the SS because you know I was a vacuum salesman and I was very unhappy with that and I wanted to do something more, so I joined the SS. And we were talking about how like you know he he had a choice in this matter and he chose to join the Nazis to to advance his own. Uh, record and he was just doing it for clout, all that shit, right? And then those are the uh, trials, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is during his like his confession. He's talking about his his life and he's trying to frame it as like being like this sad story when it's just like he literally was just like, I don't want to sell vacuums, I want to like kill Jews. So um, like so Jonathan right pipes up to be like this guy. Uh, you know this poor guy. Uh, you know he, he's he's his only choice is is death or this. And I'm like, no, he could have literally. He could have been the vacuum salesman. Yeah, he literally could have just kept selling vacuums and would have been you know free of all of this. And the guy goes, you tell me what you would do. You know what what would you do? And I go, what would I do between being a vacuum salesman and being in the SS? He goes, yeah, but I'd sell vacuums. <laughs> 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 what the fuck do you expect me to say? I'm gonna join the SS? Like what the fuck? Oh my god. Then he died, so that was great. Austin. Yeah. So, okay, well, you said you said uh, boomer memes, okay? Yes. Okay, so now I have a lot of a lot of what my job consists of is talking to old baby boomers <laughs> on the imagine. phone that are upset that their bed is not working, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so my favorite experience ever was one of these people. Uh, he uh, I'll get to I'm gonna skip to the end first. Because the end's actually the least Ooh, interesting good part. storytelling technique. So, yeah, like so, Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the end result is this guy gets my work email. Because that's <laughs> a, oh, shit. And he sends me... <laughs> he sends me GOP memes. Oh, my God. It's, it's all like boomer meme. And it's just like... It's the old white captions at the top yeah. and the bottom. Yeah. And it's just an image. And it's so, like it's for some reason it's like Sam Elliott like yeah, in the Big Lebowski, it's Sam Elliott, like, or it's just a picture of Trump or something, and, and then the yeah. caption has nothing to do with him, or you know. <laughs> so uh, he starts sending me these, and the image, <laughs> and the image is when they uh, when they did the Democratic debates, and uh, it was just an image of all of them standing up there, and they're all just standing, okay? Yeah. 
And the caption was uh, the top. The top of the caption was in white font, and it said "No American flags." And at the bottom, it said, "What does that tell you?" Pan to the left or right, you would find a flag. So, I guarantee it. And now, one of my favorite Twitter accounts is called Cropped Boomer yeah, Images. Yeah, right. so, so guess what I did? I cropped that image. Okay. And either way, it was an incredible image because the top half was just all the Democrats. Yeah. It says no American flags, and that's the image. And my favorite image was just all the Democratic candidates, and it just says, what does that tell you? And I lost my shit. That's fucking but, funny. So, and then this guy, before before he uh, even started sending me all of these uh, these these memes that he has we had a phone conversation because uh one of the one of the few things i have to do over the phone is i have to diagnose what's wrong with this customer's product over the phone oh, i thought you were gonna say like diagnose their ailments yeah. it's like oh austin i've got these <laughs> these discolored spots so, so this guy is like raging because he he bought this bed from a Muslim and that they sold him. He sold it. So, listen, listen, listen. Yeah. So he's like, I, I'm taking this Muslim recorder and he sold me a bad bed. <laughs> he sold me a bad bed and it's clicking. Listen to it. Okay, <laughs> okay just, just, just put the phone by the bed and let me hear what's happening. And he's like, okay, I'm going to race it up now. Like, it's like, wow. Talk 30 seconds. It's like, it's like 30 seconds later. And it's just, you hear He's like, do you hear that? I'm like, yes, I hear that. So then he's like, I just want this fixed. I'm like, okay, we'll we'll figure this out. He's like, I just want it fixed now. I paid good money to this Muslim. And then, and then, and then he's like, he's like, you guys go to your your safe spaces for eight years under Obama. And then and I instantly start laughing, and that pisses him off so bad. And so then I'm like, look, he's like, let's. I was like, do you have an email address? He was like, yes. I'm like, fine, look. I was like, fine. I'm like, I said, I will send you my email address. We'll get this fixed. We'll get this fixed through email. I, I don't want you to have, I, I, am not letting, I am not going to let you. I'm not going to let you keep screaming at me. Duke 420. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm not going to let you keep yelling at me. If you want this bed fixed, just email me pictures. Email me all of the shit that you have, all of your paperwork, and then I'll get with somebody. We can get the freaking thing out. I don't care what the hell you want to do with it. Just, just let's just get off the phone and go that way. Yeah. And for some reason, he figures I, I, I'm a white dude, you know. And so he's like, "Oh, this is a white guy. He, he's gonna laugh at this stupid yeah. Muslim shit." <laughs> so he just starts sending me all these racist ass memes. I mean, fuck it. Oh my god! And so my inbox—I don't know if I can pull it up now—but uh, my work, my work inbox well, yeah, on Outlook was was just for a while there. There was just this random guy, like every Wednesday night, was just sending me this. So, like, because, like, when he's when he's when he when he's just out there doing nothing, he says, yeah. "Think of me," because I helped him get his bed fixed after and, Modern Family. And then he's, like, he's like wiping his brow from like mowing the grass, and he's like drinking some orange juice, and he goes, "Ding ding ding!" It's like, "Oh, time." So it was maybe it was one every Wednesday, but like once once a week for a couple of weeks, I would just this guy would just email me these boomer memes, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And then and I start I wanted to submit these to that that Twitter page, but yeah. I just never got around to it. I so this is what I envision happening every Wednesday night. He he, you know, mows the lawn, watches Modern Family, gets like a like a nice nice beer, and then he goes he calls his grandkids and they go straight to voicemail and then he just goes 
Well, I got that guy's email. Let me get on Facebook. Let me get on my Trump Forever Facebook yeah. page. Oh, maybe oh, that's a good. Maybe that's a good interact with me. Muslim meme. Let me send that to him. Matt, Matt, I just imagine uh, Austin's like out and about with like his girlfriend or friends or somebody, and he's like. He, he looks at his watch. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I got to get home, guys. <laughs> the Wi-Fi is much yeah, better there. I can sell all these meats so much faster. <laughs> so he just takes off, like pulls out of the parking lot. He's like, where did Austin go? And meanwhile, Austin, yeah. he's like pouring himself a glass yeah, of wine. Yeah. He opens up his laptop and he's like, any minute now. Yeah. It's coming. So he gets the tissue. He squirts some lotion <laughs> on his face. Okay. It's, just like, it's like a picture of, of AOC making like a face. And it's like... <laughs> Uh, Latino women in Congress more like uh, uh, let's let me see your fucking feet. <laughs> so it's like, um, and then there Latino was, women in Congress more like Latino women on our borders. Am I right? <laughs> it was so bad. I thought this guy would have been a parody. Like it was so like it was it was That's so the fucking thing yeah. is that parody is like reality. Yeah, that's how I feel about I my was, professor. I, yeah. I couldn't talk on the phone with him like anymore. And what? So before he even said the whole thing about the Obama and safe spaces, he asked me where we were located. And I said, we're located near Atlanta. And he says, Cox Media. He's like, I've got a story about Cox Media. He's like, one of the Cox partners, they got married. And they married this Democrat woman. It's the only family member they have that's a Democrat. <laughs> Why does he know so much about that? <laughs> He's really invested on Reddit. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. And so He subscribes to like the, like the, the whatever, National, what? National Review. People magazine, but for the Koch brothers exclusively. ARP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, what's what's new in the Obama's presidency? He's still a Muslim, all right. He's still he's still he's still, he's still from Kenya. He's still from Kenya. <laughs> oh, so, uh, I don't think I have a boomer story. <laughs> you'll you'll find one. They, they just pop up in the wild. Yeah. You'll eventually. I mean, I've, I've met boomers. I've had experiences with them, but I don't have like boomer meme story time. I, I don't. I don't yeah. feel like it. Mainly my professors and shit have been like a bunch of like, if they're lib- if they're not liberals, they're like really super duper like SJW people. Yeah. So like I have like, I've had a couple professors who are like, um, you know, talking about safe spaces and talking about the pronouns and stuff like that, which is cool, whatever. But then I've had right, like, does it, does it yeah. I've had like a it's couple like- of, uh, couple professors like i've had i had one who was a, a republican but we're well, also doing like a different program i'm doing english yeah yeah which is basically just, like yeah. A, safe haven which, yeah. which is basically all women yeah so yeah. it's like you know there's like me and three other guys in the class you know you can start taking economics i will yeah. tell you yeah. history i will Dude, tell you what's a, be swimming in sausage what's a funny yeah. uh what's a really funny is that in my degree field uh, usually when I go into a class, I'm either one of like one, I'm either the only dude or one of like two dudes. <laughs> huh. yeah. And then in my my 19th century British literature class, which is focused on Jane Austen and popular culture, there's like six dudes in that class. Yeah, good. Just got a thing for Jane. Mm. I will say that the other sort of prominent boomer in my grad program was actually really cool. Is and he still with us? Yes, he's still around. He he sued the school he over... He takes his baby over, aspirin every day before class. No, I'm sorry. Jonathan. He did su- almost sue the school over, like, wages. They didn't give him, so good on him. But he was, like, like smoked weed with us and, and like, was like, yeah, actually, history shows that socialism will win. And I was like, cool. Wow, good take. Yeah. He's like... Like he was like sixty and like worked construction his entire life, so he seemed cool. So maybe I, a little too f- 
too like willing to be like, yeah, let's go smoke weed with these 20 year olds. So I do want to pivot just really quickly. And maybe this could be the last thing we talk about, but, um, so talking about boomers and how they think, right there, it's, is it Black Ribbon Day? Is that what today is? Yeah, Black Ribbon Day. And the, where everyone's comparing um, Hitler, Hitler and Stalin. Stalin. Yeah. And Cole, as the history expert in the room, okay. can you please tell us why uh, those boomers who say that, or <laughs> even the people now who say that, are just fucking idiots? Uh, well, uh, yeah, the um, I think the idea is to talk about the victims of like communism and fascism and all that. And the thing is, is that... Uh, where people draw like victim like death totals from communism like there's like the the black book of communism right was written in the 80s i think um is like where people draw like a lot of their figures from is his book right which is uh, you know very bad history and is conflated like inflated numbers like the guy who wrote it admits that yeah i inflated numbers so i could get up to this 100 million mark he wanted to say yeah communism has killed 100 million people right um he wasn't saying fashion is good right but he was saying actually communism has been more has been worse for us you know bullshit like that um which so even stalin right they'll say he's like they'll tribute 20 million dead to him a lot of those numbers are um, what they don't say is that they they draw from like Nazi soldiers, like like the invasion of like the the Soviet like counter invasion of Germany. They'll say the, like the the combat deaths from there. That's that is a part of the twenty million number. Oh, for real? Yeah. So they'll say that's a lot that, of people. Um, they'll say you know he killed twenty million, right? Not saying that a, a fair amount of that is just combat, combat deaths yeah. from fighting a war. And they'll, they'll even sometimes include like Soviet soldiers' deaths basically saying that they died through like incompetence and that's attributable to Stalin. So that should be added on to it. Right. Which is like, well, they never say that about any other mm-hmm. ideology or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, like, you know, they, they don't ever say like, they don't ever talk about like the German soldiers that like died when in world war two. Right. Like, under well, Hitler, like operation like, Barbarossa, like you could easily say, well, we should on top of like the, the, the our 11 million from the Holocaust. We'll just, okay, we'll, We'll toss on however millions Nazi or Nazi soldiers died because they weren't equipped to deal with like a Russian winner, you know, like shit like that. But they don't do that. Like it's all it's it, it all stems from like the Cold War because now we had to make so the, the Nazis are gone. So we have to make the Soviets the, our chief enemy mm-hmm. now. And a lot of this conflation of, of Hitler and Stalin comes from that. Um, not. To, you know, I'm not you know going to bat for Stalin as like a great guy or anything well, like no, that. We, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that the, the comparison is there because you know uh, it, it all stems from this like red like red communist scare. scare shit. And it's I mean, we're still, still stuck in like that yeah, Cold War mentality. The whole Russia Gate shit is yeah. just it's just Red Scare 2.0. Like it really is like fascinating to see people who don't even like are you know like we'll say like you know. They like Russia's co- like still communist. It's like, are you have you not paid attention for like twenty five years? Like this shit is like the situation is so different. <laughs> like, um, so yeah. what, what I find what I always found ridiculous, and I, I couldn't like really put this into words, but like comparing like communism and fascism, like they w- one people never say, well, like how many how many deaths has capitalism contributed to? Yeah, m- way more than both of them combined because people fucking starve and like we don't take into consideration there and people when we go into war like most wars are fought for capitalist gains right because we want to gain something out of it you know so we don't ever 
attribute like the numbers to to capitalism as we attribute to uh, yeah. these other ideologies or whatever. Um, and also like people, like we always say, we're not tankies on leave the left to us. We are. Uh, we're not tankies, but like we, and we're not gonna go to bat for fucking Stalin, you know. But at the same time, like Stalin beat fucking Hitler. Like yeah, it's like it was Russia. Like it was America did not beat Germany. It was fucking Russia. It was the Soviet Union. Yeah. Yeah, and so like if you want to like think, goodness that, you know that fucking madman isn't ruling the world. Yeah. Like thanks Stalin. Like you know. Yeah, I I well I explain it to people this way is that. If you look at the found, like what each ideology, like what their ultimate goal is and the ultimate goal, at least for like Hitler's Germany, right, was um, to completely eradicate, you know, Jews, right? Not, you know, like the, the, Jewish, the yeah. Jewish world order. Um, yeah, non-Aryans. Um, I mean, reinventing history, like they wanted to not only you know, get rid of like the Jewish presence, like physical presence, but decouple history from like a Jewish presence. So go going, that's what the Aryan myth is, is to, is to decouple what they saw, you know, like, the, you know, the fact that like Germans are Christians and Christianity derives from Judaism. So they were trying to even get rid of that. Cause they didn't want that in mm-hmm. there. Wow. Um, but, um, but yeah, like the, the, their ultimate goal, like, so what's the ultimate goal of Hitler? It was to, to colonize Eastern Europe, which means, which meant murdering all the Slavs, all the Jews and, and filling it with Aryan people. Right. And the ultimate goal of communism, however, it's, however the ideology is used to justify whatever its goal isn't to like murder people. Its goal is to create a, like a classless society. And you could say, well, it's always violent, but it's violent because how else are you going to wrestle power away from the bourgeoisie, right? Um, but any, but any, like, so I say, what's the intention of each ideology? And fascism, no matter how, no matter who's involved, no matter who's you know um, operating in it, it's going to end up in people dying and people getting murdered and creating an ethno state or whatever. Whereas communism is just is not like if if you have people in it with the right intentions who are not just getting are not just opportunists who are using this to seize power then you can have something positive come from that well also like we don't like people don't look at the power dynamics right because like yeah. they when they contribute they see people dying on both sides and they say oh well, they're, well, it's they're the equivalent. same yeah yeah and so like if you look at power dynamics you say okay well like these people are you know trying to kill like people who they deem inferior to them um you know fascists they're like okay these people are literally inferior to us so we're going to get rid of them we're going to exterminate yeah they're weakening the the state whereas a communist like you said regardless of like what happens the 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 ideology is that they're kind of like punching up they're like okay well the people who own right like everything and who is stealing from us we need to like stop them from doing that. Yeah, and, you know, and and yeah. it's it, it even though it's like uh, you know like a lot of uh, bloody conflict or whatever has arose from you know class struggle. The history of the world was class struggle. Um, you know, we don't ever talk about like well when we transition from like a. a like a fiefdom, like, you know, like the kings and queens and stuff. Like we, feudalism, yeah. We fucking killed a bunch of, like, they killed a bunch of people. Yeah. They were beheading fucking kings and dukes and earls and everybody. Yeah. Right? And they rose up and they said, all right, we're, we're you know, we're great. We've, like, thrown off these chains and then we just, like, gave the merchants the key. Right? Yeah. And then the merchants had the key of the world and, and people go, oh, well, I can't imagine, like, 
Like you're 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 thinking about violence. Like that's wrong. It's like we killed kings to get where we're at now. Yeah. Like, like we literally we said like even if they were good kings, we're like, oh, who gives a fuck? Like we're gonna fucking cut your head off. You know? Yeah. Like it, that's how it happens. Like every like a lot of like progress is violent and yeah. and. And, and like we said earlier, capitalism, a lot of capitalism breeds violence. Like, like uh, 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 you know, Russia had to innovate and had to like, you know, they went from basically like an agricultural society to like being a world superpower yeah. in how many years? Because, yeah, and like same with China too. Less than yeah, and same thing, same thing with China. And, and people, a lot of people uh, in capitalist societies died to get to that point. And so yes. obviously when... Uh, a system comes into town and they say, okay, we're going to try and fix things. We're going to try and compete on a world stage. There are going to be a lot of deaths regardless of what happens because it's just how it happens. Yeah, but, you know, you look at, yeah, I, I would say. It's unfortunate, but like throughout history, I'm saying also, historically speaking. A lot of it was horribly mismanaged and a lot of deaths were from the fact that they were not only rapidly industrializing, but it was also mismanaged. And, yeah. Um, well, I was, you know, I would say like to put a pin on it is that, um, like for, for fascism, if you're not in the in group, right? Whatever the in group, however you would define the in group, if you're not in it, you're dead. If they get power, then they'll put you in a camp, they'll kill you. Maybe you get to be one of the good ones and survive for a little bit, but you're likely dead. Whereas with communism, right? It's you could give up your money the next day and be with the proletariat. Like even like even Marx was like, you know, there are going to be people, there are going to be people from the bourgeoisie who either through, um, you know, economic woes, whatever, fall into the proletariat or the proletariat, how it's defined gets expanded to include. They're the petty them. bourgeois, right? Yeah. Like petty bourgeois, like people like who would, you know, as like, cause he predicted, right. The more and more wealth being concentrated in fewer hands. Right. So people who might've been bourgeoisie one year, right. Are, you know, not the next year and uh, fall into the proletariat. So, um, that can be nonviolent, right? We could be like, Hey, give like, stop, do stop doing that. And they could be like, sure. Okay. I'll do that. But they're not going to be. So, and if, and if they refuse, right, it's like, well, the liberals would tell us, well, I'm sorry, but you don't get your revolution. I'm sorry. That is, it's just you don't get it. Whereas you'd be like, well, actually, I could get it if we all decided we wanted it. So why shouldn't we? Because that's violence and violence is bad. Right. You know, fuck it. Yeah. Um, before we yeah, close I saw your out, eyes, Josh, you had something. Before we close out, Austin, go ahead and pull up your fantasy team. Now, Austin was not at draft night for NFL fantasy team. Right, we're we all in group. We drafted yeah. for him. Uh, drafted draft by committee. Ex- yeah, so. explain the process, Cole. Yeah, what we did, right, is true leftists. We just, you know, had uh, not one person decided to draft for Austin. We we let it out for the committee, so everyone just went down the line, and we all made a pick in each round for him, and gave him, uh, you know. A pretty a solid team that Austin has no idea about and has not looked at yet. So so we're gonna go through it on the pod. Yeah. Austin's first look at who we drafted. But before we do, I so think we're on a fantasy. I, like, did we say this that we're on a fantasy <laughs> league for it? Yeah, like, we're all doing fantasy football. Yeah, so that's, that's um, the, the so here. I don't know if this is Wesley, our league manager, just messing with me. But Kevin Huber's projected to get five thousand two hundred. Were you not? Points. Were you not there? So in the chat, right? Um, One of my guys was projected like eighty nine thousand or something. Yeah, Wesley, Wesley changed all the punter stats to twenty points. So whatever they punt once, that's 
like 60 points at, at a time. So, yes, every punter is projected for the season to have f- hundreds of thousands of points. I assume he'll change it oh, back or maybe he'll, he'll just let it roll. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I know you said something to piss them off before you left. Wait, really? Yes. I don't know what I, I it was. Remember. Um, Aaron, well, the dirty not, air on the pod. Yeah, like it. well, not like, like piss them off, just annoyed him. So when he left, Wesley's like, I'm changing it all to 20. I was oh like, my okay, God. go off, King. You do you. And then I didn't think he'd do it. And now I looked. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> he actually did. No, he did. All uh, right, so how this is going to work. Austin, we're going to go player by player. We're going to do an assessment, and at the end, we're going to give you our draft grade. I don't, grade fucking, how, I don't know how about you that. thought you me, did me, you, 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 you talk about your your list, and then we'll we'll say it at the end. I, I think we'll, we'll go with that. I don't we can comment about, on it. I don't want to talk about every fucking player. Okay, well, so yeah, so let's just, let's just we'll comment. We'll yeah, comment. let's just yeah. we'll, we'll go. Uh, so my, uh, my team name is called uh, Saul Goodman's Good Men. Yeah. Um, he did choose that. Austin chose his we team did, name. We did not yeah, choose his uh, team name. Yeah. I, I, I did choose that. Okay, so uh, I don't know who went first, uh, who, who I drafted in the first round. Alex. Alex, yes. Okay, but, so, so people Alex don't know drafted that. for me in the yeah. first round. Do you all remember who he picked? I'll just um, go down your roster. Okay, so my, my QB1 <sighs> is Matt Ryan. Yeah, we we were like, who's okay. Austin gonna pick? So, that one? so uh, Fuck, I I, I would have brought the draft. Uh, like, I have the spreadsheet. Um, eh, it's okay. So in uh, so just pulling up Matt Ryan's info, his position pre his I guess his preseason position rank prediction is uh, number four. Okay. Um, yeah, not a bad pick. He's yeah. actually out of all recorded uh, leagues, he's only owned at ninety seven percent, which is a That's lot lower odd. than I thought. <laughs> So there's 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 teams out there that actually. Wasn't your? I know Matt. Uh, when you say it, I'll know who got picked first for you. But okay. your first pick was Zach was good. I okay. know that. Uh, QB two is Tom Brady. Uh, Tom, Tom Brady was a Didn't first. you have Tom Brady last year? Yeah. I, yeah. There's a lot of. Okay, so I, I, I think Tom Brady's gonna fall off <laughs> a cliff this season. Yeah. Look, look at, okay, so I'll just go ahead and say there is there are three there are four players here that I had. This exact time last year. Yeah, oh. that's what, yeah. We were kind so, of just picking like who would also pick. Yeah. So uh, honestly, when it came a, for me to pick for you, I, I don't know the players. I, I barely watch football. Honestly, I, nice. I, I don't either really. So uh, David Johnson, <laughs> the, uh, first round there. That, that was your Johnson. first, first pick. Round. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he's kind of like up in the air. And <laughs> okay. go. That's a good yeah. running back. That's that's a good pick. Um, second running back is uh, uh, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack, yeah. Is yeah, he? He's a rookie, right? No, no, I just never heard of him before the season. Year with the Colts, but he, there's some buzz around him. Like yes. he could be a boomer bust kind of player, right? Uh, Probably bust if he's with yeah, Austin. Yeah. Uh, actually, Austin. he was a 2017 fourth round pick. Okay, okay. so he was drafted okay. in 2017. Uh, and then Stephon Diggs, who I had last year. Robert yeah. Woods, who I had last year. Really? Wow. Okay. Warren uh, Miller, who actually just got carted off the field, so he's. he's uh, <laughs> oh well, we didn't, we didn't so, predict that. Oopsie! No, no, I, I just saw it on Twitter. He uh, he went down. <laughs> he, he just had to be carted off the field with a knee injury. So yeah, he was uh, he was my flex running back. Oh, let's see here. DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. I, I they all or they nothing was that. on. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, watching the Carolina Panthers show. Vance McDonald, who was would not be my first pick, is uh, <laughs> dead tight end. But. 
I don't remember uh, who picked that Chargers one. defense. I don't think they would start really well. I think they're in a really tough division. What's their pre- projected rank? Uh, they're 17th, so right in the middle of the league. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that was one of the last picks, though. So we were, we were, we were, and I have a history of drafting a defense pretty high. I think last year I drafted a defense in like the fourth or fifth round. Well, because we were using your list because you weren't there either. I think right. Boyd did that as well. I drafted the Bears defense. So yeah, and that went with the Bears, yeah. Um, and then uh, we saw in the group chat uh, that the, the Falcons actually just signed another kicker because I guess yeah. uh, uh, Tavecchio is not working out. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, Tavecchio. Fucking, like, cash uh, money yeah. Uh, Matt ba- but Matt Boster's a great punter, so I think he'll. Uh, yeah. Matt oh, your punter's going to get you lots yeah, of points. He's going to get. Mm. Uh, uh, he'll cons- win you some games. A concerning yeah. amount. Single handed. At the end of the season, we're all just going to get punter cards. <laughs> all right, so yeah. we're on a, we on the bench yeah. now. Or? Yeah, we're on the bench now. Okay. Uh, Russell Wilson, who I probably should probably start at some point. Uh, yeah. So I think I've got that's a good that's a good three quarterback trio. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah I think I'm set there. Kind of washed up. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis is uh, on the bench. Uh, Tennessee yeah. Titans wide receiver. I like him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys give me the Patriots defense. Fuck this guy. What, no. Yeah, your defense is weird. Well, uh, so we figured out that you don't need two defenses. So if you wanted no, to drop yeah. one of them, you could just get another like so player. I, when I was drafting. Oh, yeah. We had the, a whole the, fucking thing. So, you know, I talked about how I had this like big pitch on why we don't need to have punters or at least should change the score. I get to my last pick and I picked my <laughs> second so defense fucking funny, dude. and Cole turns to me. I was sitting next to me. He says, Josh, I don't think you can get it next another defense because you have to have two, two punters <laughs> on your team <laughs> the look of realization in his face when josh is like like oh i've got this great you know last pick this whoever and i was like josh you have to have two punters <laughs> the guy who's like fucking going off on this lat like earlier is like oh because it doesn't make like any a- fucking <laughs> sense why you would need two of them they already get to thousands of points need a backup dude what if one goes down, man? I'm just gonna pick one a during bye the bye week. week. So, so what do, you guys, what do you guys think? I mean, Russell. My highlights are, uh, I would say, stats wise, are Matt Ryan, probably David Johnson, Russell Wilson, and Stephon Diggs. Those are probably my highlights. Yeah. I don't know if I can put an actual grade on it, but I will say I think it'll be better than your team last year. I don't think so. I think. <laughs> Uh, I think it'll be probably about the same. Well, see, I imploded my team last year, remember? So Yeah, well, you did better after that. So. Yeah. It was weird, right? <laughs> Somehow. I, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, for all we know, I mean, I, I'm, already, I'm already having to go back into the market with Lamar Miller and Flex, so... Yeah. Um, I already dropped. I dropped Adrian Peterson for Kenyon, for Kenyon Drake already so i'm already second guessing yeah. myself i'm just but. praying zeke like jerry jones and him can yeah. kiss and make up and, and be fine mm-hmm. and uh we're matt and i are actually facing off first week so Ooh, you're spicy yeah. cole and i are f- f- playing each other i think mm-hmm. yeah all Dude, right you're guys so, you're so fucked well we'll probably have more uh nfl content coming yeah during this season when it kicks well, off the jock hour no, every no, now and then no, yeah no, no. Well, Matt, you're going to be an expert yeah, by week one. We'll catch you up to games. speed. Yeah. And this will just turn from a political podcast to <laughs> an NFL <laughs> podcast. No, this is a political podcast. This is staying a political podcast. Well, we can talk about we can class talk about consciousness. How shitty, yeah. how shitty the NFL is. Yeah, we, can, we, can talk we already about had that episode, though. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. Yeah, like when, uh, <laughs> when you've... 
I think when I think we talked about it with wrestling and football and how yes. bad. Yeah, it was the last episode. The the, go back and listen to uh, it, guys. Yeah. The insurance one about how you know when the when the, the wrestling WWE has lost the moral high ground to the NFL. Look at me, my name is Will Smith, and we are talking about NFL concussions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hopefully we'll have a pod ready for you next week. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a full room or not. It might just be me and Matt. But uh, anyway, uh, stay tuned. See ya. Bye-bye.